Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV, on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benator Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Hi, everyone. Our topic today is how to be a parent when you can't know everything. Every day, parents struggle with things they don't know, things they can't control, and things they can't predict. Parenting can get crazy frustrating, not to mention outright scary. Parenthood regularly forces parents to find a way back from the dark places of fear and doubt those what-ifs. What if, what if, what if? What if my child is unhappy at school? What if she needs me and thinks I'm not coming back? What if someone hurts him? What if? So today I'm at the table with Lynn Sasso, Marnie Wetzler, and Jessica Turnoff-Ferrari. I'm really happy that you're here and I'm glad you picked this topic for discussion today. So introduce yourselves if you would, tell us about your families, your children, and a little bit about um, how you got to Fear, anxiety, doubt, the things that um, make you wonder about what if. Jessica? Hi. So um, my husband Marcus and I have two girls. Sadie is six and a half and Eliana is three and a half. Um, And they are the greatest teachers of how to be in the unknown and to have no idea what you're doing that I've ever had. Wow, it's so true, it's so true. They are our teachers. But you're, you're like calm mommy, aren't you? I have my moments. <laughs> I'm going to come back to um, those moments that you don't, um, that you're Zen mom. So I'm, I'm really excited that you're going to share when the Zenness um, flies away. Marnie? Um, I have an almost four year old, Daniel, and then I have three older stepchildren. Gabriel, who is 16, Tyler is 13, and Wyatt, who is 11. So I'm a little bit busy, and my house is a little bit loud and chaotic at times. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah so it's um, certainly challenging, but a lot of fun to raise four boys. Four boys. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that whole stepchild um, situation gave you experience and a bird's eye view on so many things, and now um, you get to juggle it all. That's awesome. very, very true. Okay, um, we're coming back to fear. That sounds good. All righty, because I know Daniel's doing something very new this week. Very true. Great. Okay, Lynn. I'm Lynn. I have two kids. Uh, Stella is just turned four, and Tyler's almost six. And Stella had the birthday party of the century. She had <laughs> a very girly, fantastic birthday party. Yes. Love it, love it, love Great. it. Okie dokie. Marnie, go ahead. Tell us about the thing that you did with Daniel this week that kind of threw you off course. Daniel moved into a, ah, 
big boy bed <laughs> on Tuesday of this week, which, um, you know, a couple of days ago. And to say that I was scared and anxious and worried would be a huge understatement. Um, I relied heavily on my girlfriends, like Lynn and Jessica, to get me through it because I was so afraid of how he would react to it, losing the control I had with putting him in a crib and being able to, you know, say goodnight, knowing he was safe and not going to get out. But thankfully, all of my worries, knock on wood, um, turned out to be nothing to worry about. He Whoa. did really, really well. Okay, so I want to ask when you started worrying um, and and what the anticipation I probably like. started worrying when I was pregnant with him. No. <laughs> I was going to say when Before. he was born. Yeah, when he was born. Um, I've probably been worried, honestly, and it might sound a little embarrassing, for at least six to eight months. At least. Whoa, so you avoided this. You pushed it back. You weren't going to touch it. I avoided this like now the play. time. He's almost four, <laughs> and I didn't want him to be in school with his friends and have people say, you're still in a crib? I didn't want that for him. I wanted him to feel empowered and independent and like a little boy, and I felt like it was time to do it, so I took so the plunge. So there was little boyness that was leaving that stage, and then there was the uncertainty of would you lose control over a part of the routine that was working fairly well. Right. Okay, Lynn, what was your perspective on Marnie's experiences? Um, my perspective on most of Marnie's experiences are just, you, you can do it. You can do it. He can do it. If you feel it's right for you and the time is right, then you do it. And if you don't, then you wait. Right. Um, you know, I, I just think that Marnie and I are different in that way. Um, not There's not one that's better or worse, but we're just different in that way. Um, so I hope that I was helpful to her in kind of giving her the confidence to make the choice that was right for her and Danny. Was she? You're nodding. Go ahead, Jessica. Oh, I, I was not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me why. Because I, I, um, so a lot of these transitions, I, I call myself by saying, nobody's going to die. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so moving into the big boy bed, I was like, he's not going to die. You know, there and, may be some and challenges. behind the nobody's going to die, is there that feeling that um, whatever happens, I can handle it? Whatever, whatever problem-solving, resourcefulness, support, inconvenience, I can manage that, and I will go fearlessly forward into change. Is that your parenting style? Um, <laughs> it sounds great. I have such a I have such a constructed image of your mommyness that um, well, my husband could burst that bubble pretty quickly and would tell you how it really is. So, but you like change. Um, I I think I've learned to like change because sometimes it brings such joy. And I'm just thinking about when Eliana learned how to dress herself. And this has been going on since she was, like, two. I mean, this is amazing. In the morning, I'm just like, okay, good luck, you know, go go pick your clothes. She might come out looking like a homeless princess. Okay. Yes, homeless princess. Whatever. I think that's a pretty perfect it's, thing to be. A good look for her. Um, and that's a battle that I decided I'm not going to fight. So you're not a perfectionist? Um, with certain things. <laughs> Uh, it, it's gotten easier with the second one. Yeah. You know, with Sadie, I freaked out when she was wearing something ridiculous. I thought this was a reflection on me and, oh, what's, you know. All the difference between that, you know, experiencing it for the first time emotionally yeah. 
and knowing that you and they are resilient and resourceful. That may be part of it. Yeah. So when I hear the struggles that you're going mm-hmm. through, I definitely had them in a much bigger way first time around. It's funny that you bring that up because I've been so fortunate to meet a group of girls who all were on their second child. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have my stepchildren, but I didn't birth them. I didn't go through all those experiences. So here I am a first time mom in a lot of ways, being scared, being afraid and listening to them sort of calm my fear saying we've done been there, done that. It's going to be okay. And knowing that I could rely on them and that they don't judge me and that they're there for me. And they may laugh at me, well, I don't especially think, Lynn. Because I don't them. think advice matters. It's that you they will listen to you sure. every day for eight months if that's what you right. need to talk about. And those are really, really good friends. True, true. But the fact that they've gone through it before is such a benefit to yeah, me yeah. because you know I can go to them and say, did you have this? How did you feel? And sometimes almost forget because it's been so long like when Jessica just said oh wow maybe I was like that you know with Sadie it's 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 funny because I can understand how it feels because I'm I'm right there in the thick of it now but you know if I had to do it all over again I'm sure I would feel differently because you know the second time it's it's certainly easier. Let's borrow from Jessica's opening line about they're our best teachers and what did Daniel teach you in this in this week? Probably not to worry so much and to go with the flow, you know, and that my dad, you know, may he rest in peace, always used to say to me, to worry is to pay a debt you may never even have to pay. And isn't that just silly? And I'm trying to embrace change more. I'm certainly not nearly as adaptable to change as I would like to be. And I want everyone to know, I mean, in my mind, you know, I, I care so much about child temperament and how they manage change and how they manage new situations and challenges and discomfort. And I really believe how, how we manage change is in our DNA. I mean, I love change because I have a low threshold for boredom, but I don't really want to do new things somehow. I mean, so it's like, no, 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 just jump off the cliff. I mean, I drove, I jumped out of an airplane once and somebody said to me, I never saw anybody want to get out of an airplane faster and it's like because I I can't stand the gonna happen gonna happen gonna mm-hmm. happen and so I'm the an anticipation is always and worse slow to warm up temperaments we over rehearse we overthink we over plan and some of that gives us comfort and stability but some of it um, there has to be a point where we just have to jump mm-hmm. and even in the potty training book I say there there is that moment of insight whether it's ourselves or our children where you say okay like I know so well now is the time for that little push and 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 sometimes it's the external he's gonna be like too old to tell his friends he sleeps in a crib but something something will say now's the time and when that time comes like lynn said when the time is right you'll do it right and five years from now it doesn't really matter when you made that choice true but you can trust him you can really when you can't trust yourself you can trust him Mm mm-hmm Okay, so Lynn, what kind of things are on your change? How do you like change? Um, it depends what the change is, I guess. Uh, you, you know, if it's something that you've been striving for, you're wanting, like getting your kids into school after preschool, then I'm all for it. I'm excited. I'm anxious, but ready and excited right for now it. you're getting Stella ready for school, and it's... Mm, what percentage less stressful compared to doing it the first time? Oh, like Marnie and Jessica were saying, it's, I mean, infinitely less stressful the second time around. You just, you know, the unknown is so scary. And so having the perspective of, oh, it's, you know, it's all good. It's great. Good. It's a good thing. It's a good change. There will be bumps on the road to that 
change, but it's all worth it, and it's it's what you want for your kids. You want them to grow and change and move to the next step and succeed or fail, but learn along the way. That's the goal of it. So I don't really participate in the what-ifs and the over-worrying, for better or worse. I just... Oh, Try to because you're, you're our logical mathematical thinker. Mm-hmm. You're our. I've, well, go ahead. Tell us what you are that way in terms of. If, if I look around this table, I say, well, I have like the Zen mommy, I have the emotion mommy, and I and I didn't plan it this way. I mean, you guys are all great friends. Um, am I am I over characterizing your parenting style or your strengths? No, I think you know. I think I I try to do that. Um, you fall off of that sometimes and emotion takes over and you lose it like anybody else. But I try to step away in the quiet moments and bring the logic back to it. And like Jessica said, nobody's going to die. Thousands, millions of moms have done this before me. This is not unique to me. And everybody's alive and happy and, you know, not at every moment, but overall. Why did you want this discussion topic? (laughs) I, I just think because I was really going through it with Marnie and she was kind of understating the level of stress and worry and, um, you know, anticipation for this. And um, I, I'm sure a lot of people are, are like that and or it's scary. It's really scary. And so I think this will help people to understand that we all go through this. Oh, she did it for you. <laughs> She's a good friend. She's, a She's good friend. such a good friend. There were tears. There were conversations with tears because part of it was losing my baby, knowing I'm not going to have another one. I mean, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's not a baby anymore, and I don't want to hold him back. Yeah. I want him to grow in every s- sense of the word. And you still have to savor that that he. this is the last time one of my children will be in a crib. Right. I mean, I think you really want to, you know, if you can make that pause in your life, for, as Lynn said at our last uh, meeting with Lynn, see me, hear me, love me means listening to yourself and knowing, whoa, this is this is why I'm holding on. Mm-hmm. I'm holding on because cause babyhood is going to be gone. Um, mm-hmm. And... They never, they never don't need us, but there is a, there is a, there's a, a big loss, a little loss to, to each developmental stage. Sure. So, Lynn, what kind of changes do you have going on in, in your world? Um, like you to said, I'm, I'm preparing Stella to leave this beautiful bubble nest that is preschool and move on to big kid school, I guess you could call it. Um, but again, because I've already gone through the process with my son and I know the school now where before with him I didn't know I was I knew the school I was leaving how much I loved it and what it did for my kids and our family but now knowing the school already I know it's a beautiful fantastic safe fabulous place it's just so much easier but it's still it's a different child than last night she said to me mom I want to stay at my preschool forever Mm. and so that gave me a Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you don't want to make her sad or rip her away from her friends and everything she's known. But again, you know that obviously no parent wants their kid in preschool for their whole <laughs> life. You got to do it, um, and that in the end it'll be okay. So what so. did you say to her last night? I told her you, you're going to end up at the school where your brother is, and you before last night she had I'm ready for that school I want to go to that school why can't I go to that school today Um, but I think now that it's actually becoming more of a reality she's starting to express her anxiety which is totally normal and understandable and 
and part of her whole feeling world of understanding herself. Imagine if we can teach our children to stop and pause for those feelings and to find, of course with children, and I think it helps us too, those really wonderful tangible ways to connect to the emotions and the transitions in their lives. So how do you create the, oh, let's make a book or write a story about all of our favorite things at your preschool, or let's make sure we keep a photo album because, um, or, or let's, let's, you know, make, have a ritual that every time we drive past this school, we toot the horn three times. You know, finding some wonderful tangible way that says, that's a special place. You know, we'll go back and visit, we'll, we'll reminisce, we'll tell stories about it. And that's where we live in that world of more, 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 forward, 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 um, keep checking off the accomplishments and do more and keep those schedules full. But you have to have that time with kids to, it's like a cha-cha, you know, it's like going forward, but going back, going forward, going back. And it's this dance between there's that, that emotional life inside of them because they're never that little baby, you know. I, you know when you have a sibling and the older and the younger the older one wants to play with the baby toys again, it's like you want to be able to go back and revisit. You want to be able to go back and and hold in this really tangible way when you're three, four, five, eight. How to how what what was my life, you know then. And that's why those picture books for me that we make in classes become golden because here, hold, hold your life, hold your memories and forever and ever your family stories. What was your first school? What was your second school? Who were your friends there? Who were your friends there? Okay, so now to Jessica, because um, you started to talk about um, the things that throw you off course. And now um, it's your turn to show all that vulnerability um, and unknown. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, Sadie, who's six and a half, who's always been, you know, large and in charge, even though she's... Large tiny. and in charge. <laughs> oh, that could be a t-shirt. <laughs> she needs it. Um, she wants to walk home from the bus stop by herself, which is not that close to our house. Ooh, what grade? She's in first grade. First grade, she takes a bus. So... The first day of kindergarten, she said, Mommy, I want to ride the bus. And I said, you're insane. You're in a five-point car seat. There's no way you're riding the bus. I don't even know if they have car seats on the bus. They do actually have car seats on the bus. But I said, no way. You're five years old. You know they're not riding the bus. And she said, Mommy, I've been singing songs about the bus my entire <laughs> life. Now there's a bus. How could you not let me ride the bus? And I Did said, she kind of say it like that? She said it just like that. <laughs> I said... Okay. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh, after waiting in the carpool line for an hour, I said, okay, we'll try the bus. <laughs> and she goes to public school. She does, yes. Um, and, um, you know, there were some bumps, like the bus was 45 minutes late and I didn't know where my five-year-old was. Uh, that, yeah. Um, but we got the hang of the bus and she loved riding the bus. She made friends on that. And I saw how, um, how great it was for her. So, um, you know, I had the gift of wor managing my own worry. I am a worrier. Um, I love it. You think I'm Zen mom. I think that's really great. Um, so, so I was terrified about, like, what, what all the things that could happen on the bus, you know. Um, but my job was to manage. The worry was pointless, really. It, it's like a 
it's a d- detour from yeah. being with my own fear and it's like trying to swim know. with that big thing around your neck yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and so I just had to figure out other ways to manage the unknown and just trust that you know probably I mean, nobody's I'm not sure this die. is a, an, a realistic question but trust yourself or trust Sadie um both you know I think that the work was more mine than hers. She was fine. She was she was happy as a clam. She loved the bus, um, and she refuses to get in my car at the bus stop now. So I <laughs> I drive next to her. <laughs> no. Oh gosh, I love it. I love it. She's tiny. Because she's decided she's walking. She's walking, and I'm like, okay, you can walk, but I'm gonna follow you in my car. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many? I, we need the visual. How many blocks is this? How how are you ten, stopping traffic behind it's a, you? It's a ten minute walk <laughs> inside of our community. So okay. there's a gate, and then there's okay, so our community. You're not on. You're not on. Not um, on big, it, roads, big roads. But she does need to cross the street twice. Okay, so you're in a community, and, and all your neighbors know. You put like a. Um, we need little flags. There's I a mean, whole new business. <laughs> following my child. Home. Like Instead of baby on doors <laughs> or driving school, it'll be following my walking child. Well, now Eliana, who's three and a half, is has she wants to, to, she walk wants to walk with her. So it's very cute. They walk together, and I follow them in my car. Because, I, you know, they're a little young to be crossing the streets themselves. Oh, I um, love it. Okay, wait. So now, um, has anybody criticized you or remarked about this? Or, or has, have you had to deal with, there's nothing, about, is there anything about this that's about other people's opinions Gosh. as you drive your car? You know, right now I'm thinking about my friends in New York City who will be laughing on the floor with me right now. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and that's fine. Um, but see, what I love is is free range mom. I mean, when when she gave her ch- her son the subway tokens, and everyone was labeling her worst mom of all time, she was following. She was following to make sure that he wasn't going to make bad decisions, and she made sure that he was ready for that experience. She didn't just plop him out there and say, "Find your way home, kiddo." Um, so you are. I mean, even New York City moms have to find ways to right. manage the city and that independence. Well, I think we all have the things that we're scared. I'm scared of cars. I let my kids run around in the back where there's no streets and they can go wherever. There's a big green area. Other people might be afraid that they're going to, you know, fall and hurt themselves and there won't be a grown-up there. That's not my fear. So, you know, we all have our things. All right. So for now, the plan is that you are following them from the bus stop. Yeah. Is there another side to this uh, process, or is this yes. an indefinite? <laughs> no, actually, you know what? It's interesting. I am kind of excited about hanging out at home with Eliana, and Sadie arrives at the house. Wow! Hey, mom, I'm home. Oh, poor Eliana. She's gonna have to. She's gonna have to. She's, well, we won't be there. She's gonna know? forfeit to her sister's independence. Um, you know, which will be another turn. little emotional drama. Maybe. As long as she's not watching her walk home from the okay. bus, it'll be okay. So ten. So when are you going to let her take the walk? I'm not sure. I think I need to see that she knows how to look at the cars backing out of the driveways and not trust that they will stop for her. Right, right, right. There's a lot. There is a lot in that equation. Um, how long? How old were you when you were walking streets, crossing streets alone? I mean. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> no, I know your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't remember. I didn't really. I rode my bike around the block, one little circle, when I was seven or eight. Um, so this is this is this is different for you, uh, 
this is a different choice that you would be making rather than going back to something that was familiar from your childhood. Yeah. I mean, I was running streets and buying groceries at four or five oh, wow. in a very small little neighborhood, but um, okay. um, I, I'm old school, so, right. you know, and it was like, oh, yeah, just give me the money, and I'd probably messed up every order I ever made in the store but, but I, you're alive you, yeah. you had and, oh, and then when I was really really young I mean we lived in a, in a small neighborhood outside of Pittsburgh uh, I used to stand on the outside on the on the opposite side of the street um, to our house and I used to have to yell for them to watch me cross so I'd be like mom or grant my grandmother help me cross that street because I wasn't allowed to cross one street and the neighbors would all come out and yell go already just go we're watching you and I'm like no I'm not allowed to go until somebody from my family tells me it's okay to go so but I was loud and um, visible so the whole neighborhood was watching but that was a time when when everybody watched everybody's children so a little bit different Lynn how old were you when you were um, crossing streets or walking home from school I remember I was in first grade, and my neighbor across the street had a third grader. And we would literally come home from school, and this was not in Florida, this was somewhere else, and behind her house was like a forest with a creek, and we would go explore for hours. 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 And come home, and that would be that. It was, you know, I remember, but you know me, I'm a cautious, thoughtful person right. I was like that at the time you're going, to take your, you're going to take that uh, that independence seriously right so I remember I would always look both ways and cross mm-hmm. the street because we like rules I like rules <laughs> right and and do your girls like rules or are their rules they'll they'll stretch the rules and find the edges both I think I think all kids like rules even if they act like they don't yeah um and yes Stretching rules. Yeah, because there are there are those kids that are that are that are very spontaneous and eager to leap and get completely. And and I, and I don't and I and that's where I do believe we trust in, you know, the the goodness of the universe and we trust in other people and and because not everybody, even those of us who are thoughtful and careful, don't make good decisions all the time, and so there 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 is a trust, of something that is so beyond our control. Um, so. Let's kind of just, I, I might bef- because you've done a great job of managing what was on the table for this week. So I have two questions, one question before the wrap-up. And the question is, um, what is that thing where you feel um, that uncertainty and that loss of control? Um, what's that piece that's still sitting out there lurking, that, that uh-oh, um, that, that I can't, I, can't I, I haven't managed that yet. And, I'm going to go with you, Marnie, first, because you... I, I would, not to beat a dead horse, but it's, it's because it just happened, I'm still going to stick with the whole getting rid of his crib and putting him into the big boy bed, for me, was such a loss of control and such a fear of not knowing what was going to happen. And what really got me through it, other than my friends, was remembering that, to borrow a, a, a cliche that you know I, I I've been thinking about it quite often, nothing extraordinary came from a comfort zone. Yeah, so yeah. as comfortable as he was in there, and as comfortable as I was, he wasn't going to ever experience anything amazing if I didn't sort of start to push him. So for me, the fears of the unknown are always going to be out there, but I'm really trying to embrace them and take a you know a note from him because he does so well with change mm-hmm. and 
he's he's been teaching me that you don't have to be so afraid of it. It's okay. So what if you do something and you fall? You get back up. Like Lynn said, you're not going to die. Or if you do something and you fail, so what? You'll try again next time. Well, and that the failure word has now come up twice today. And that's, I think, the big takeaway is, yes, they might fail. They might fall. We might fail. We might make huge mistakes. But if we're not, then we are parenting in such a tiny little space mm-hmm. that we're not growing, they're not growing, and we're not really doing this job in a way that will give us that light and that mm-hmm. freedom. And so what, I, what I'm hearing is, like, you're, you're still in the, I'm in this space of, like, I'm just reveling in what I just did. I really am. And maybe there's still another shoe that's going to drop, and I'm sure. going to stay here just right. in case it comes, because right. I'm feeling my confidence. But you know what? Next week... There might be something scary that still even happens with mm-hmm. bed, and that's okay. It's okay. And I'm not looking forward in fear. I am just savoring this moment. Right. Thank and you. taking cues from him Thank because you. he yeah. does so well. Yeah. Lynn, what's, uh, where's your dark vulnerability spaces? Uh, I mean, I think unknown is for everybody because it's just so huge and scary if you sit in that space and think about it. Um, I really try not to. I, I, I have enough to occupy my mind Stay and my present. time and my day. And I just don't have the space for that kind of anxiety over something that, as of this moment, is not actually present. You'll control it when you get there. Yeah. You'll manage it when you get there. Mm-hmm. And being present and being mindful. And because you are the see me, hear me, love me mm-hmm. person... Knowing that if you have that pause, listening to your heart and yourself, then that pause alone creates light. Absolutely. I love it. Jessica? Um, <clears throat> so. You're feeling good about the walk. Yeah, I mean. Is there anything else on the table that. So that anytime I can say you? they're probably not going to die I'm good and so my you know my my heart is with families that can't necessarily say that like I've never been there uh, facing a, a really serious illness or something like that I, that I can't imagine and that's yeah. uh, that's a uh, that's a place that um yeah I'm not sure how how people hold that they do they do they do and uh and I and yeah you know it's, it's a good reminder that that sometimes the conversation isn't just about small mistakes. It's yeah. about big mistakes. And, whoa, you know, when we have to get to that part of, part of forgiveness for ourselves or for someone else, it's, um, it's, yeah. it's life-changing. But let's, uh, let's wrap it on a, uh, a personal uh, positive note, and that is, um, you know I believe in you. You know you got this in a zillion creative, spontaneous, pre-planned, wise ways. Um, let's close with how you got this uh, for today, for this week, for right now. Lynn? I, I always go back to the fact that parenting is not new. Things change. The world changes. Is it scarier now? Maybe. Um, but if you keep it simple, you have your friends around, you trust yourself above anything else, I know that I'm the best mom to my two kids, yes. and that's all I can be, so I'm, I'm yes. okay with that. It's been going on forever, and nobody, nobody could do this better than you for your kids. That's, that's it. 
that's it. Marnie. I just want to, you know, trust my heart, continue to trust my heart, know that I'm going to make good decisions, and sometimes I may not, and it's going to be okay at the end of the day, and just believe in him and all of my children and believe in myself that we'll get through it together. And you can take as long as you want. True. (laughs) You can. Because slow and steady is as good as, you know, confident and, and, and fast. Whatever works for for you yeah it's um we're not we don't want we want to validate that too jessica one day soon little girl's gonna come in my house and say mom i'm home and she's gonna be so excited (laughs) she walked all the way from the bus stop yeah Yeah. one last question on that is that um you putting yourself in her shoes or I mean, how, do you is it is it or do you identify with her when you imagine her coming through that door, or are you looking as the mom that says, "Wow, look at," or both? I mean, I don't know. If it's yeah, that's a good question. Probably both. I think it's me managing my own anxiety so that it doesn't uh, impede her growth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I guess that's really the, um, the 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 amazing part is that these guys, with every step they take, with every new accomplishment. They are bringing such smiles and pride and joy and crazy fun. It's like, it's like, good, show me the next thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. And your girls kind of um, know that, like, I'm ready for the next, I'm ready for the next. They're very forward-looking, ready to leap. Uh, I've been singing that song my whole life. <laughs> Better be careful the music you have in your house now. Because <laughs> they're going to be doing anything and everything. No, but it's, but but also even our slowest growing children, the, our, our, the watchful, um, observant kids, you know, it's in their DNA too. And they may tiptoe it, but whether it's bold or whether it's tiptoe, every one of them shows us how to, um, how to go forward. And, and be who they need us to be. So thank you all very, very much. I love having you at the table with me. Thank you. And uh, catch you all next week. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.